Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Hi everyone. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hi everyone. Welcome to The Greener Side, your guide to all things immigration. And today we travel to Das Land der Dichter und Denker. Sorry guys, uh, but it's the land of poets and thinkers and it's Germany. So we are joined by Berlin-based Di Pahe, who is the host of the podcast Cook Inside Stories, which talks about the lives of Filipinos in Germany. So she moved to Germany last 2017 under a student visa, and that's what we are going to talk about today. Thank you, Di, for being here, and welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, and thank you for making time for us. So before I ask you all of these questions, could you tell us, sino ba? Who is Dee Pahe? Yeah, so my name is Dee and I'm 30 years old. I moved to Berlin, Germany in 2017 to study for my master's degree. And I have lived here ever since. I studied master's in public management and the focus is on climate change policy. I do love traveling and trying out different sports and hobbies. So currently I'm into biking and yeah, I love exploring like different parts of Germany that you cannot go by foot, cannot reach by public transportation. And yeah, for work, I'm currently working at a nonprofit organization as a product specialist. And yeah, to add, I'm just very passionate about social and climate justice issues. Yeah, oh my gosh, I love it. And it looks like you're really thriving there and you found the perfect env- environment to actually pursue your advocacy. Yeah, I think it's just like the perfect place for that, mixing hobbies and also finding a job here in the climate change field. I think it's it's a good place to be. Oh, nga naman. Can you tell us why? Why was Germany your first pick? It was not. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's not. And Germany wasn't my first pick just because I don't speak the language. Really, my first pick was the UK and I really wanted to study in the UK. I did apply for universities in the UK, but it's very, very expensive. So yeah, I mean, I got into my university in Germany and I loved it. I mean, I wouldn't change that decision if I had to go back in time and have a choice. Mm-hmm. That's good. So you initially applied for a student visa to be able to go to Germany. Yes. So I applied for a student visa and as the name indicates, um, it allows you to study in Germany for the duration of your study and as long as you're enrolled in a German university. With a visa, you can also work part-time for 20 hours a week, maximum 20 hours a week. I don't know if people know this, but when you get issued a visa from the German embassy in the Philippines, you only get three months, like the deadline is three months. So when you arrive in Germany, one of the first steps that you need to do is to convert this to a proper temporary residence permit. And then once this is done, it allows you to travel across Europe because you're now a German resident. Okay, so when you applied for that student visa, 
what mm-hmm. the embassy gave you was just for three months. Is that correct? Yeah, you don't get the full full year or two years visa. You only get three months. Oh, is there a reasoning for that? I think it's just the purpose is to be for it to just be an entry visa and not like a long term one. And that's why you have to convert it to a residence permit when you get here. Oh, okay. So it's a parang dalawang proseso siya. So when you get it yes. in the Philippines, okay. Even if you have all your documents, mm-hmm. it's really just three months. And yeah, could you tell me what these documents were that uh, you needed? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, I'd say. So you need to have your filled out application form, your passport, of course, your college diploma, a motivation letter. If your course is in English, you need to have IELTS or TOEFL or whatever English certificate that they require. And then this is very new. I just checked the website this morning and they said that you need to have German language certificate so I think if your course is in German, um, you need to have this, but you really need to double check with the embassy, with your school, if you need to have prior German language courses for applying for the visa, because I didn't have this before. And then one of the hardest thing probably is the blocked account certificate. So you only need the blocked account if you do not have any scholarships or sponsorships. So a blocked account is a type of bank account that's specifically for foreign students to prove that you have financial resources to live in Germany for at least the first year of your stay, of your study. So now it costs around 10,300 euros, which is around 600,000 pesos. And the blocked account is a bit different from what we all know as the show money, like A blank account is you open a bank account in Germany, you transfer all your money there, and then you you cannot withdraw all of that money when you arrive in Germany. You can only withdraw, like, I think 860 euros per month. And I think that is because it's a safety thing. Nah, you can live here. You have resources for the next 12 months. And that's it's like a budgeting thing. I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah, I mean, if you have sponsorships or scholarships, you don't need to do this. But I had to do this because I didn't have any. And I opened my account through Deutsche Bank. Okay, so you need a block account certificate, which is essentially an account in a German bank where you put your living expenses mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. And that amounts to about 600 to 700,000 pesos. Yes. Yeah, it depends on the conversion rate. Yeah. And is that separate from the show money? You don't need to have a show money. This is it, I think. Yeah. Mm, okay, I see. And how is the process of opening a, a bank account? How, how easy is it? It's not super easy. I mean, you can apply through the website, through the Deutsche Bank website, or I think there are other banks who do this now. And the hardest part probably is just sending all your documents by post. So I had to DHL it from the Philippines to Germany and then just making sure like all of your documents are complete and signed because it happened to me like there's one page that I didn't sign and they said, oh, we need this. So it's just another expense to send just a one page by DHL uh-huh, to Germany. So. I know, but like. I, I think that one is on, it's it's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you really have to DHL it. Hindi siya pwedeng digital copy? 
No, they need your actual signature. Okay. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> and with that whole thing, how long did the whole process take of opening a bank account? Well, overall, I think it took me mga two months-ish. And I think that's just because of the process of transferring things. Um, like sending, siyempre pagdating dito, it takes, hindi naman nila mababasa agad because it's by post. So yeah, it takes it takes a bit of time. And then at the same time, I also had to make sure that the money is in that bank account so they can send me like a certificate na, oh, we received it, it's here, it's all set up. Okay, that's the certificate. Mm-hmm. Uh, hindi naman mahirap for a non-German speaker to open that account? No, because that one, they speak English. And Deutsche Bank in general, they have customer support that speaks English, which is amazing. It's very rare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's very rare. Okay, you tell us about that later. So, yeah. you mentioned earlier that to get that student visa, you needed, first of all, the application form. Is that the application form yes. for the student visa itself? Okay. And then motivation letter, what is that? I think it's just why you want to study in Germany. And I think it's just one page. It's just a one page explaining your intention for studying there here. And for the German language proficiency, so we're not sure, no, but it might just be a prerequisite for if you're taking German classes or like German-led subjects. Yes. So I did not have to do this back then. So I think this might be new. Yeah, it really depends if maybe your subjects have German, like it's mixed of English and German. So I think, yeah, they may be required now. Mm. But worth it's really worth checking. Yeah. If So if English has TOEFL, IELTS, what is the German equivalent of a language test? It's called TESTAF. And I think they have a few, but they also have, like, they listed on the website that they have partners in the Philippines who can, who manages these tests. And so when you applied for that visa until the time that you got that visa itself, how long did that whole process take you? So I applied for the university in March of 2017. And then they kind of lost my application or like something happened with their servers. Like they said they didn't receive anything. So I had to send it again. I mean, it's all digital, so it's fine. And then I finally got my confirmation letter in June or July 2017. So pretty much from then until the beginning of the semester in October, it's just like, oh, go, go, go. And it's just like starting the whole process and doing all the requirements for the visa and also for the school. For me, really, the the longest and most excruciating part of it is waiting if I would be granted a visa. My visa appointment was, I think, second week of September. And as I said, the semester begins like first week of October. And the whole visa processing is four weeks. I mean, it's not enough time, obviously. So I kind of thought like the embassy may nila na, oy, student siya, baka naman we can expedite the process. But no, they stuck to the four week so yeah I was kind of a bit late to my first week of classes which is shitty by the way um, but it, but it's fine like umabot naman ako but I kind of miss like the introduction parts Alam mo yan, yung, getting yeah, to you know meet, each other you meet your teacher you meet your classmates so I kind of like went in my first day of class na parang my class na talaga I was like hi I'm new <laughs> um, but yeah it was it, it's the whole process is a bit tense and I think it's just because maikli lang yung prep time but 
it's doable. You just need to be organized and be a bit more proactive in following up things that needs following up. Mm-mm. Oo nga, kasi how much time should I give myself? Let's say I want to study in Germany. I'm thinking about studying there. How long a time frame should I be allotting for myself? I think it really depends. So if you want to apply for a scholarship, you need to apply like a year in advance, I think, for the scholarship because it, it has a different time frame, has a different timeline. And I mean, if you do not need scholarship, you can pay for it because, by the way, studying in Germany is free. You just need your day-to-day living expenses, which is manageable. You just need like what I did. You apply maybe beginning of the year or whenever the application is open. So I think March or like until June, it's open. And then I would advise that you apply as early as you can, basically, because you need the rest of the time preparing for all the requirements, which is a lot. Mm. Now, nag, ano, nag-perk up yung ears ko sa sinabi mo na studying in Germany is free. Yes. So was it free for you, tuition? Libre? For me, no, because I took a one-year parang executive master's degree instead of the normal two-year course. If you just do the normal two-year course, it's usually free. You just need to pay like a 200 euro semester fee and with that semester fee, like free na rin yung public transportation mo and all of that stuff. But yeah, I mean, generally it's free. Wow. So you only had to worry about yung ano mo nga, 600,000 pesos. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and it's enough. I can say that it's enough. So kahit anong college dyan, kahit anong university, for the most part yung public universities, they're free, even for international students? Yes. It really depends on the course. For example, if, if you're getting an MBA, obviously MBA is expensive wherever you are in the world. So that one, I think doing, you have to pay. But if you're just random social science courses or... Even like normal science courses, it's free. Wow. Is it true for undergraduate courses and PhDs as well? Or is that exclusively to master's courses? I think it's for all, yes. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. You need to learn a bit of German, I think. I wouldn't, I mean, for me, because I make courses entirely in English, but for some of these universities na kung saan free, kailangan, may mga classes sila na mix of English and German. And yeah, I mean, you need to do basics at least. Mm-hmm. What uh, university did you study in? Oh, I studied at the University of Potsdam. So that is a public university. Okay. All right. So noted yan. If uh, anybody wants to study for yes. free in Germany, <laughs> University of Potsdam, we will put the link in the show notes. And D, how different was the method of teaching there compared to what you experienced back home? I honestly can compare because I did not do my master's in the Philippines, but comparing it with my college degree and like in Saints Go in high school, here in Germany, it's a bit less intense and yeah the professors here they won't spoon feed you things and of course as Germans they're really quite straightforward and objective when they're giving you feedback and advice I mean <laughs> they just give it you straight and you know as I've said in the Philippines we all drown in homework and class schedules we have classes from like 7 a.m until 4 in, 4 in the afternoon and sometimes if you're in college until 6 pa so I think that's really different because here means I only have one class a day or two classes in a week. 
And one of the most fun things we had was a field trip in Bonn, Germany, which was the previous capital of Germany. And then we also went to Brussels in Belgium where we visited and sometimes had lectures with the European Union, United Nations, and other organizations. And that was really, for me, super fun and exciting. And I think that's where all our tuition fee went to. You feel that not in the Philippines, but it was super fun. But it's not like you go to another country. Sa Manila, Zuka, pupunta. Sa planetarium. Planetarium, exactly. Oh, so yun Wow. Sige, field trip, yeah. punta ka sa France or punta ka sa mm-hmm. ano bang katabi ng Germany? Spain? Katabi nyo ba yun? Um, Netherlands. Um, you can go to <laughs> Vienna and Austria. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the perks of being, of having that mobility and being in the European zone. Yeah. And so, D, when you finished studying, were you granted or did you have the privilege because you were a student to apply for a work visa there? Oh, I didn't explain this earlier. So as a student in Germany, they give you like an 18 months job seeker visa. After you graduate, you can apply for this visa. So it's 18 months. You can do anything you want. But the purpose is also for finding a job. But you can do anything you want. You can take any job you like. And then finally, when you have a na job that really suits you and not just a part-time work, a real full-time work, you can apply for a work visa. And I think that's really one of the things that encouraged me in Germany, like the 18 months thing, because I know that not a lot of countries give that to foreign students, because sometimes I know in the UK, they just kick you out after you graduate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really, you know, you know, that whole process, the anghirap humanap ng work if you are a foreigner. I think that 18 months thing was just a godsend for me, because yeah, it gave me a bit of breathing time after I graduate, after submitting my thesis, and finding a job that I really like without the fear of ay baka i-deport nila ako bukas um, <laughs> yeah it's really amazing that it's an option mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's amazing and that's really long because for some countries they only give a year a year's worth of that but for you it's 18 months so you were able to find the full-time job Yes. Yeah. And then I can convert that to a work permit. So the good thing is, if you studied in Germany as a foreigner, getting a permanent residence requires a shorter time for you because my German degree kana. And I think after two years of full-time work, you can apply for a permanent residence. And then I think it's eight years for citizenship. Being a student, yeah, it gives you just that much benefits. Hi, I'm RJ Ledesma. Get inside the heads of the country's sharpest and most innovative business personalities and entrepreneurs. Hack your way to success as you learn more about how they think about business. What are their best practices and success secrets? How do they innovate their businesses during the pandemic? And what opportunities do they see in the new normal? Join me on the RJ Ledesma podcast. Yeah, that's, wow, two years to get a permanent residency. That's really fast. Wow. Yeah. So you were able to find a job and you were able to change that parang open job search visa into a work permit, which ties you to your company, does it? 
At first, yes. So the initial, the permit that they give you, it ties you to your... Actually, for me, it's not the company. It's the job title, which is weird. But yeah, oh. I think they gave me four years just because I have an unlimited contract. But I think it's different case for other people who, for example, only have a two-year contract on their job. So the, the government, they just give you a two-year visa and then it's renewable. But yes. Since we're na naman tayo sa work visa, if I want to work in Germany and I'm overseas, what do I need? Do I need to look for a job first that'll accept me? Yeah, in essence, yes. I mean, has to do with our passport as Filipinos because like I know for other countries, they can just come over here and find a job. Um, it's not the case for us Filipinos. So here, as Filipinos, we need to apply for a job first, and then the job will tell us, okay, you can. When you get accepted for a job, they can sponsor your relocation, and they can help you with the whole process of getting your work permit and residence permit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And apart from that, so th- your company will help you, and you just have to prepare your usual documents like your passport. Do you need your birth certificate and BI certificate? I'm not sure, actually. I don't think so, but it's good to be prepared, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. bank statements. Lahat na nang maisip niyong documents, guys, na importante, i-prepare niyo in case. True. That's very true. So, Di, ano yung advice mo for people who want to study or work in Germany? As you've already said, just gather all your documents and organize it. Even if hindi siya hiningi, just prepare it so you are prepared when they ask you for something because you never know what might be asked even if limited yung nakalagay sa requirements but then maybe they ask you for something else. So just organize everything because the, the thing with Germany, it's not just getting here that's matrabaho. It's also like when you're here because there's just a lot of bureaucratic processes and systems in place. So you really need all your documents on hand. And then the second advice probably is to just enjoy it if you ever get here enjoy it it's the best experience and it's really the best place to network and meet new people from different cultures cool and for everyone's reference if they want to know more what is the website that they could go to what's the immigration website of germany they can go to the Federal Office for Migration and Refugees or the Auswärtigesamt. Yeah, so there is a website. It's called Auswärtigesamt. Basically, it's for foreigners. It's called the Foreign Office. So you can go there. Okay, sige. We'll put that link on the show notes kasi hindi ko alam kung paano ispell yan. Auswärtiges something. <laughs> yeah. Isan mo rin sa akin sa message dia. Okay, so let's talk about when you arrived in Germany. So what were your first impressions? What were the first things you noticed? So three things, no? So not everybody speaks English. Second, their post office is working. Um, <laughs> and the third is that there is amazing public transportation. I kind of thought that when I get here that they would all be speaking English because the people that I am in contact with at the university, they all speak English to me. But when you go out, when you're even looking for an apartment or just buying things at the store, yeah, they, they don't speak English. And I say that the, their post office is working. It's because 
everything here is sent by snail mail. It's not at all digital. But they send you apply for a bank, they send you a card by post, and then they send you another letter with the pin code for your card. In one envelope. Oh my gosh. And the pin arrives like two weeks later. It's not even like Kasunudnaaro. Um, but oh. everything here comes by mail. Whatever letter that you need or like that the foreigner's office, for example, sends you, it all comes by snail mail. Oh my, that is really wasteful, if I should <laughs> say. And slow. And slow. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It's very slow. But I think it's important for them to have that paper trail. I don't know. Okay. Very ano pa rin, no? for a very forward thinking country. Medyo, medyo slow pa rin sila on adapting. Yes. In some ways. So, kamusta naman yung German mo, Di? How hard was it to learn, to adjust to a mainly German-speaking country? It's very hard. It's been four years I'm here and I'm still learning German. And I think for me, it's a bit harder because my work and like my everyday life doesn't really involve a lot of German. Like it involves just basic German skills and not yung intellectual level ba na I talk to you about politics or something like that. I'm enrolled in a class and I don't think honestly that it's ever going to stop. I feel like learning a language, it's just a continuous thing. It's the same thing with English for me. Yeah, I think I read in maybe a BBC article that for English speakers, they would need about 700 hours of learning German before they could be fluent, which is more compared to your neighbors like France. So it's harder. So your work doesn't involve a lot of German. So you guys speak English. Yeah. And is that the same for a lot of companies there? If I want to work in Germany but don't know German, are there a lot of English companies there? English speaking? At least I think in Berlin, you can find companies that will not require you to have German skills, um, especially in the field of IT and those startups. They will not require you to have German skills. But if you really want to work in like big multinational companies, you need to have even just basic ones to be able to interact with your colleagues. Mm, okay. And what are the more in-demand careers there? What could give us a better chance of coming in there? So as I've said, one is IT. Second, there's a lot of nurses here. I know that there's a lot of Filipino nurses. Third, I think is finance, but I'm not really sure. I think since Germany is like big on that, if you want to learn finance and accounting, probably you can come over. I think if you're a scientist or researcher, I think Germany is a really good place to be. I think that's one of the in-demand jobs that are in their website. Researchers, actual scientists, physicists, and all those in the science field. Yeah, it's good. Okay. So I suppose the government has a website that states or puts down what exactly are the shortages yes. in there that needs to be filled. I can share you a link if I find it. Yes, oh, we'll put that in the show notes. And to be able to apply for that permanent residency, D, I mm-hmm. think you won't get away with not with not knowing German. So do you need to be fluent before they give you permanent residency? You don't need to be fluent. You just need to have a certain level. So for us, the requirement is B1. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with the European 
languages framework. So the A level is basic, B is just intermediate, and then C is the one like where you can talk business and politics. Just not really fluent, but at that level. And B B one is the requirement. So it's just it helps you with a day to day thing and like talking to your doctors or talking to whoever. And that's the only requirement. I am at that level, but I don't think I'm. Uh, yeah, I think I need a lot of practice. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Your B one, angaling. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for uh, for everyone's reference, B one is like conversational, kana. Yes. Hindi ka lang masadong uh, pa sa formal, no? Yung like sa business mm-hmm. German, yeah. but conversation you can mm-hmm. get by very well. Angaling four years, not bad. Yung na mention mo kanina, Dino, na one of the other things you notice is the public transportation being much more efficient there. Every every single person I've interviewed has said <laughs> na talagang the public transportation in their countries is something else. So, how different is the standard of living there versus back home? I mean, I can just start with the public transportation. So in the Philippines, I had to have a car to get around. And whichever transport you take, you're just stuck in traffic in the Philippines. Here, I mean, my school is 20 kilometers away from my apartment. And I only had to take a 30, 45 minutes train to get there. And that includes walking. And I'm, I, I walk slowly. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's just a lot convenient that there's trains and and underground subways and there's also like the trams on the street itself and it's just all connected and now I also bike so I just bike everywhere because the bike lanes here are just amazing priority in traffic always aside from like a normal person walking you have priority over cars. And for me, that in itself is just a huge improvement in a standard of living. Yeah, yeah. I, I, some people have actually left the Philippines just because they could not take the public transportation anymore. I really think that if we improve it and make it as efficient as developed countries, maraming hindi aalis. Mm-hmm. Of course, you want to stay with your family. Yeah. And so culturally naman, ano yung mga ibang-iba? Yung talagang you had to get used to these. I think in general that cultural and societally, the government just provides a lot of support to its people. One is like they have a universal healthcare system. You go to the doctor, it's free. You lose your work, the government will support you and give you money for training and counseling and stuff like that. And here, in terms of being in a workplace, kunyari, nagkasakit ka, it, it's not deducted from your vacation days. It's just actual sick days. And you don't have to feel ashamed about this. Like, kasi I think I remember in the Philippines, uh, alam mo yung nilalagnat ka na pero pagpipilitin mong pumasok just because bilang na bilang yung sick days mo. <laughs> yeah, that's really one of the things here. Alam mo yung, for example, sinisipon ka and then you still went to the office. Somebody will tell you here na go home. Even if just like, it's sniffles lang ba? And they will tell you to go home because baka makahawa ka pa. And that's the mentality of, of people here. And I think in general, they just have... Uh, work-life balance. It, this is maybe probably a European thing. Na when they go on vacations, it's just actual three weeks 
out and you cannot conduct them. And that's what I learned. Like, it's okay to take breaks. It's okay that you're sick and you don't have to feel obligated to show up to work. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of culture just takes away a lot of stress from a person. Yeah, I also, it's the same here where, you know, konting, sipon lang konting ubo, they'll be like, why are you here in the office? Baka makahawa ka pa, go home, ganon. And the same, kasi dati sa Pinas din, parang pag nagsisiklip ako, parang naihiya ako. Oo, oh, nakakahiya. ko, baka hindi sila naniniwalang may sakit ako. <laughs> Pero, yeah, it's the same here. So you really have better work-life balance over there. And you've been there four years. Have you adopted any of their behaviors or attitudes? Good question. I think it depends. I think it's just the basic thing of what you do in the supermarkets or how you are with your neighbors or not crossing the street when the light is red. They're very strict with that. And yeah, I think I've adopted a little bit. There's still a part of me that misses the Philippines, you know, but I think in general, in terms of the living situation, it's just like you have to deal with it and just live with, (laughs) yeah, I call it adulting because it's just a lot of adulting when you're away from home and you just learn all of these ways to clean your house from from these Mm -hmm. foreigners. Yeah. Yeah. And how else has living in Germany helped you grow as a person? In general, being exposed to different cultures and people who think differently than you is a good environment to learn and unlearn things. Yeah, an example I could think of, and it's very common, it's just here I don't have any family. And I couldn't imagine myself in the Philippines, somebody telling me every weekend, Oi, ang taba-taba na or tumaba ka na. I mean, <laughs> that's like diba, a normal tita thing to say. And yeah. we just ignore it in the Philippines. I mean, here, yeah. nobody tells me that and I think it's just a good way for me to just appreciate what I have more than the superficial physical things yeah that's true oh grabe ang toxic minsan talaga you know thinking about it <laughs> thinking back marami talagang tita at tito na oh kailan ka na ikakasal <laughs> ang tabataba mo na oh tas pag pumayat ka naman oh hindi ka ba kumakain ganon <laughs> wala ka bang pangkain mm-hmm. you quickly yeah. uh, learn it in a diff- in different countries because that's just not something people talk about. They don't even praise you if you're sexy. Wala mm-hmm. talaga. Yeah. Uh-oh. And it seems to me, Dino, na it's all, all positive in there. Is there any con that you'd like to share? Any issues or social issues or inconveniences sa'yo uh, living in Germany? For me, it's just about the language, really, and all of the things that you need to study. For me, that's just a big, big con. So if you're someone who is thinking of moving to Germany, you just really need to think of that. Another second con for me is the weather. I mean, it's gray all the time. Summer is one good month with rain in between. I think those are the biggest con for me. And I, I think I've just learned to adapt. But I mean, if given a choice, I think I would move somewhere else. <laughs> I didn't know that it was also gray in Germany. In my impression, it's only the UK that's always gray. <laughs> and everywhere else is Europe is nice and sunny. <laughs> I mean, it is. it could be nice and sunny in summer, but winter is just dreadful. Yeah, I bet. How was it adapting to winter? Oh, it was crap. 
honestly. <laughs> so when I first came here, so in 2017, so I got here October and it's just, it's fall and going to winter now. I can remember lamig na lamig ako and I think it was just 13, it was 13 degrees. And for me, <laughs> it felt like 5 degrees back then. And yeah, it's just, it's hard. And somebody asked me about this too, like how do I deal with a cold? And a very German way to answer this is you need to have proper clothing. They have a saying like, there's no bad weather, just bad clothing. And for me, I think I've learned that and I've learned to buy decent jackets for for the winter. Mm, Yeah, speaking of Germans, the people themselves, how are they? They are very, as I've said kanina, no? they're very straightforward and I, I don't think they take things personally. When you talk to them, they can be in an argument and then afterwards, okay na, tapos na. <laughs> <laughs> like, wala, walang excess baggage ba? And I think that's the stereotype, no? that they like process and structure. I think that really is very resounding in just the way how things here are. And yeah, I mean, Germans as people, they like their beer. And that's mm. just a big stereotype. That is very true. Oh, nga. Ikaw, malakas ka ba uminom? No. I mean, that's weird. Mm. When, I moved, when I was in the Philippines, I, I did. And then when I moved here, nawala na siya. And maybe that's just signs of aging. <laughs> oh, napakarong timing naman yan. Kung kailan ka dumating dyan, tsaka ka hindi nahilig sa beer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, and to answer the question, the, is the grass greener in Germany? Yes, I mean, depends on the season, yes. <laughs> um, but in general, yes. I think now, especially during the time of the pandemic, I can see really the sharp contrast of the life here and of my loved ones back in the Philippines. You can just see how different government officials handles these matters. And that in itself, you can see nah, you can be decent. It's not about, you know, having funds for people. It's about compassion for for the public good. And I mean, I've just also come back from vacation. Um, I was in Spain. And I think for me, the, the mobility of being and the ability to be able to travel across the European zone, I think that's very important. And even in the time of the pandemic, that they are allowing it now, I mean, with precautions, of course. I think it's just a wonderful benefit to living here. Wow. Yeah. And can I just add, one of the biggest things that take away stress for myself is the healthcare. Because as I've said kanina, no, it's free. And I experienced this last year when I got sick, I had to go to the doctor and I just went for a consult. I didn't have to pay anything. Um, I had an operation. I didn't have to pay anything. And I was just thinking, paglabas ko ng hospital, if I were in the Philippines, how much is this gonna cost me? And for me, it takes away so much of that worry and stress. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. Free operation, free checkup. Yes. Grabe. Grabe talaga. Ang ganda. Thank you so much, D, for sharing all of this. Ipa-plug ko na lang ha, kasi hindi sinasabi ni D eh, pero may podcast siya. It's on break right now, but it's there. Cook and Zayat Stories, which talks about the lives of Filipinos in Germany. Thanks for plugging. We're on break at the moment. We don't know yet when we're going to come back, but we have episodes. It's also on Spotify, so you can go listen to it. 
Yes, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So for anybody who is thinking seriously about moving to Germany, you can listen to Kukenzeit's stories. And D, is there any other social media channel that people could check out if they want to know more about you? You can follow me on Instagram. And I mean, if you have any questions about life here and moving here, you can ask me um, and send me a DM. Okay, thank you so much. And we've put all of the links in the show notes, guys. So for those who want to move to Germany, you've got your resources there. Medyo off-topic rin ito ha, but if you haven't yet, just please, please register to vote for next year's elections. Hanggang September 30 na lang. Let's make the pastures in the Philippines greener. Ayan. So if you like the show, do reach out to us and or buy us a coffee. And thank you for listening and see you in the next two weeks. I'm Kring Lakson with Deepahe and this is The Greener Side. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.